The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you really know the connection between your teeth and the rest of your health? Did you know that problems in your body can affect your teeth and vice versa? If you have silver fillings, what could they be doing to present a toxic environment to your system? Welcome to the Tooth-Body Connection with Dr. Dawn Ewing. In this program, you'll learn about precautions and safe practices in order to keep your teeth and the rest of your body at safe and healthy levels of life. Now, here is Dr. Dawn Ewing. Hello, this is Dr. Dawn Ewing. I'm the Executive Director of the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. And the goal for this show is to educate you about things that could be going on in your mouth that might affect your health and some health problems that also might affect your teeth. The International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine is a group of dentists and physicians that understand this connection and strive to achieve not only safe mercury removal, but get you in touch with people who can help you remove the mercury from body tissues, which is another topic that we've gone over in the past. And so if you'll listen to the one with Dr. John Trowbridge on chelation, then you'll understand what I mean. Today, I have with us Dr. Nicholas Meyer. And Nick, if I can call you Nick instead of Dr. Meyer during this, um, I was privileged to work with Nick because he is a past president for the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. Incredible guy who is always striving to learn more. He's always in courses for things and he has branched out to more than just the uh, mercury removal. Nick practices in Scottsdale, Arizona, and he is working on a book titled The Holistic Dental Matrix that should come out this January. So I would like to introduce Nick Meyer, and I would like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into biological dentistry. Well, hi, Dawn. Thanks for that nice introduction. And yes, you may call me Nick. The uh, book is almost nearing completion, so that's very exciting, and we're on target with that. And to answer the question how I got involved with biological dentistry is um, very interesting. It started really when I was um, a young practitioner, and I had a worker that was my receptionist came down with uh, MS. And at the time, I I only knew MS existed. I didn't have any firsthand personal relationship with it. And in the course of her journeys, she ended up out at the... Las Vegas Clinic with Dr. Fuller Royal. Well, when she returned back to the office, she brought a quite a thick ream of information with her that um, said I needed to remove her mercury fillings safely and replace them with this particular material. At the time, it was a certain alloy of gold, and then uh, do it in this particular sequence. 
Well, this was a completely different language than I had ever heard before within dentistry or medicine, and I kept that information. I did what I was instructed to do to the best of my ability at that time. So to give you a frame of reference, that was right around 1982. And so that was really my first uh, peeking in underneath the tent into what now I know is biological dentistry. And the part of the information that she gave me was from the German literature, which were describing teeth as organs. And I'm like, organs? I, teeth aren't organs. Teeth are teeth. So from that simple little beginning and introduction, uh, that that opened the, on the biological side of my life. And uh, still to this day, uh, the other part of my life was fueled at the same time with my my inquisitiveness about temporal mandibular joint problems, or TMJ, at the time, and treating of chronic facial pain. So my my curiosity is really has been intellectual in nature, and I've never suffered a TMJ problem. I've not been around people particularly that have had most all the health maladies that I see in the office, to, even to this day. So I've enjoyed great health all my life. And through the through all those different years of experiences with uh, learning about structure, function, balance of the bite, then sprinkling it with the holistic biological side. And, and uh, um, that has included uh, such diversities now as uh, the utilization of oxidative therapies such as ozone and uh, uh, injections of, of various potions into the body using prolozone therapy, for instance, and microcurrent therapy and, and um, uh, pulsed electromagnetic frequency therapy. So all the, all the kinds of things that, are, that you've known about that are just really still kind of below the surface in most people's awareness and for other people's awareness isn't even in their radar. So right. that's where I am today. Well, I want to, uh, for, for everyone that doesn't, or hasn't heard one of the other shows that we've had, the comment that you made that teeth are organs, I, I want to expand on that to say that, that the teeth themselves have their own lymphatic, their own blood supply, their own nerve supply. So they are, in fact, each their own organ. And when we do something to it that, like what we're going to talk about today, the, the mercury fillings, those amalgams, it can be absorbed into the body because it's got direct contact. Absolutely, and and the other thing that, that, that just to complete what you were saying about teeth and organs, there is a very fine, exquisite nerve supply from the brain into each individual tooth, and it is it is in part from that that we, if you think and about really what teeth do for people with proprioception and helping us keep our balance, and certainly they allow us to talk. They can, they, we help chew, but there's, a, there's a, a, a much richer depth of what teeth really do in our bodies for us, and we have not much appreciation for that. So when a tooth is lost for some of the reasons why we, we don't like mercury fillings, for instance, because of the expansion of the mercury, uh, and that sets off a cascade of other problems with structure and function that has implications in the neurology of the individual, how their brain is functioning and having to deal with the loss. They have a, a, a biomechanical upset with the TM, 
TMJ problems, temporomandibular joint. And the, kind of the third thing is uh, it really can upset how our body works synergistically with the muscles in the throat area so that we have a patent or an open airway when we're sleeping at night lest we fall prey to snoring and or some type of sleep apnea, which is, is a, a big part of the book, actually. Yes. the I know we're going to talk about the, the amalgams, but you used a really big word that a lot of people won't know what that definition is, and that's the proprioception. Can you please define that for people? Sure. Pro- proprioception is um, a very simple idea about that is, is just what you feel on your feet that allows you to stand erect with your eyes facing to the horizon. And if you step up on one foot, so you're only on one foot, you can feel the wobble of your foot. Well, that is a a very simplistic way to illustrate how your body is responding to the changes of force through the little nerve endings in the pads of your feet sending the signal to the brain to give you the writing mechanism to keep your head level to the horizon. And out here in Arizona, we have a a large uh, influx of older people, retirees, as you do in certain areas in Texas. And one of the bigger problems for, for folks like that are balance issues and falling and hip fractures. Then everything just kind of cascades. And and it's been readily identified, and you can do it within a minute's time, how proprioceptively imbalanced one is with the mouth and the teeth. A very simple, non-invasive test that illustrates how much impact that autonomic nervous system is having on your balance. It's incredible. Yes, and and you mentioned uh, TMJ, temporomandibular joint, which some people also hear temporomandibular dysfunction, but we've not actually defined where that is. Where is the TMJ? So the TMJ, Dawn, is uh, there are two joints, two temporomandibular joints, and they are situated immediately in front of your ear on either side of your face. That is the, the joint which allows the lower jaw to move 360 degree directions, but that certainly doesn't move and rotate around 360 degrees. Now, let me just quickly comment on that, that the temporomandibular joint only acts to allow the jaw to move. It is not the center of rotation of the jaw, so which is an interesting dynamic, which is why so many people with, with headache problems have a jaw problem because the center of rotation of the jaw is actually situated in the neck. So if you think of a, um, a simple wedge, they, um, that wedge at the pointy point the, the little point would be at the neck and the upper teeth would be the top part of a wedge and the bottom teeth would be the lower part of the wedge. It's not the point of the movement. It's the center of rotation, which are really needed distinctions to understand why people get in the kind of troubles that they do. Yes, so when we're talking about the, the TMJ, if you guys will put your fingers in your ears, let's say put your pinkies in, in, in each ear, and you'll open and close, then you will feel that, that joint that Dr. Meyer is discussing. Now, that becomes incredibly um, sensitive 
to very, very small changes in a bite. Let's say you get a new crown or you get a a white filling, which is a composite, or you get an amalgam, uh, which we certainly hope you don't after you've been listening to our shows that you understand why not to. But it can be just as thin as a piece of paper making a difference in how your teeth come together and they bite, which can throw your jaw off. And sometimes you'll hear a popping but it can make all kinds of differences in, in headaches. So that is a great topic for another show. I really want to get into what our topic is today. And we're going to start with what a, an amalgam is. Can you please tell us, is it just a little bit mercury? Or is it 50% mercury? Tell us about an amalgam. Right. So an amalgam, by definition, is just a conglomeration of materials so that they come together. A mercury amalgam is now defining what kind of an amalgam that we have. So really, when you bake some bread, that's an amalgam of all those different parts. So when we're talking about fillings, mercury fillings, mercury amalgam fillings, mercury is the major constituent of mercury fillings. It's approximately 50%. So you have another grouping of of materials such as uh, zinc and tin and copper and silver. Those are the other components which make up your mercury filling. So mercury is right around 50%. Silver is around 35% or so. And then it's the mixture of the other materials to give it the types of qualities that have been desirable from simply a filling perspective. So that is the definition of the, the mercury amalgam, and it's mislabeled often in dentistry as a silver filling simply because the color of silver is silver. It looks silver, but so does mercury look silver. So we don't call mercury silver. We call mercury mercury. So it's a play on terms. That is really something that needs to be clarified. And and just like many people, and when I see them going through any kind of store, they're um, reading labels. So this is kind of an area that you really need to read labels. And mercury fillings is one area that when you read labels, you say, I'm not going to want that in my mouth. So I hope that answers the question well enough for our uh, listeners Yes, this is the tooth-body connection. When we return, we're going to find out what the EPA thinks about mercury. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. 
the largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your body was originally designed to run smoothly and efficiently. What starts to cause problems is when we don't take care of our bodies. Lack of exercise, poor food, and unusual stress levels can all take their toll on our system, and the end results aren't pretty. Tune in to Mr. Wellness with host Ian Clark. Through interviews with the experts and best health practices that you can do, we'll do our best to keep you running at your best. Listen every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. This is the Tooth Body Connection. We're speaking with Dr. Nicholas Meyer today, and he is giving us some reasons why mercury fillings, which are called amalgams, are not necessarily the healthiest thing for you. And Dr. Meyer, it's my understanding that you actually created a handout how can people get a hold of that handout? Sure, Don. Uh, I did. It's called. It's titled "Special Report: Ten Reasons to Avoid Mercury Fillings." All one has to do. It's it's a free download. Go to my website, www.milldental.com. That's www.milldental.com, and it's going to ask you for your. Uh, for your email address, and once you click it, you'll be delivered immediately the um, information in a PDF format. Okay, and this is all things that are referenced. Um, this is not conjecture or opinion. It's scientific data. Is that not right? That's correct. It's, uh, it's all scientific. Okay. And so it's I, all literature. I am very interested in the EPA's opinion of mercury because I know that when we're talking about mercury thermometers and sphygmomanometers and a lot of other things, mercury has been removed from all of those. And so um, what does the EPA think about dental amalgam? The EPA thinks that the only good place for dental silver mercury fillings is in your teeth. The, the places that a doctor is supposed to place any scrap before the mercury filling goes in the mouth or the leftovers or when the mercury filling comes out of the mouth is in a, um, a hazardous material container. So that's a, it's quite an amazing kind of a dichotomy with, with the, the agencies which are supposed to watch out for our health and environment are, are really turn a blind eye to the the only thing that's um, that, that's the most important to you is your health, and and it's allowed. The only place to allow mercury fillings is in your body, in your so mouth. Let me let me make sure I understand this. 
There are uh, material safety data sheets that warn the practitioner as well as the dental assistant about a no-touch policy. So you're uh, cautioned about how to handle the amalgam before it's placed in someone's mouth. And then as it's removed, there are also cautions that must be taken in order to take care of this amalgam, like large scraps have to go in a glass container with water on top of it and then must be collected by an agency that you can't just dump it in the water or flush it down the toilet. But there are no warnings as long as it's in somebody's mouth. Is that what I hear you say? Uh, Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, this is not making sense to me, so I hope that people listening understand how crazy that idea is. Why in the world was mercury ever placed in an amalgam? What was the thought behind that? Well, I think um, that answer goes back to the mid-1800s when the, the first mercury fillings were created by, I believe, two French brothers, the Krakowers in um, France, and they brought this miracle mix paste over to the United States and said, you don't have to do the way they were doing it at the time. And they, they ran against the counter, against the dental profession of the day, who, who said, no, you can't use this material that you're advocating because it's got mercury, and mercury causes brain damage. And um, eventually, enough adherents were won over that mercury fillings became uh, the, the filling du jour, the, the filling of the land, and the, the gold restorations, which were the only ones that were being performed and placed at the time in those 1800s went, um, although they're still done, not as commonly, obviously, today. But at that time, the mercury fillings were um, just starting to take over because of the ease of use. More people could could have them. And uh, unfortunately, much of the the problem with mercury doesn't show up right away, uh, unlike some some other drug disasters which have showed up, for instance, the thalidomide problem, which surfaced for kids in the, as soon as they were born, they found that these children had problems, so and that was taken off the market. But the mercury fillings, many of those problems didn't surface as a problem until uh, years down the line. So even though they're, they're creating a problem, there was enough time lag between placement and then disease process that people did not connect the two dots together. And with as ubiquitous or, or in general usage as mercury fillings are, the, um, the kind of disease processes that we've seen have just escalated in line with all the other toxins that we've got. But for many people, mercury has been the root cause of their mercury issues in their body and their, their toxification or the poisoning of their enzyme systems within their body which go to the heart of uh, so much of how our systems operate. We have to have those enzymes in proper function. Well, I want people to know that the mercury wasn't put in there to intentionally kill people. Mercury was in a lot of things because it does have bacterial properties. Placed in contact solution years ago, placed in many, many things. And then as time has gone by, I, know I, I wear contact, and I know years ago, it was a problem for me having a contact solution and a lot of the ophthalmologists were seeing that. And so it was taken out, and of course I don't have any problems now using contact solution. But um, when I got into dentistry, there was something called extension for prevention. 
If a dentist saw small areas decay, the thought being that they were putting a mercury filling in that the mercury would actually help kill some of the bacteria. And this extension for prevention meant that they would make a larger hole in the tooth, thinking the tooth would re-decay, and they would just fill the whole chewing surface of the tooth with this mercury filling. But doesn't it expand? Doesn't it create some kind of a problem with microfractures in the tooth? Can we talk about that? Uh, yes. The, one, of the, one of the physical characteristics of mercury fillings is that it, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the silver mercury fillings expand three-dimensionally over time. And that is a, it's just, uh, when you have a very large filling, that means by contrast, you have less tooth available. So the mercury filling is a material which just continues to expand, <clears throat> excuse me, and expand over time such that these internal forces are putting uh, great pressures on the sidewall of the tooth from the inside to the outside. The other direction of, of the way the thing works is that it comes out the top of the tooth. So then the, as, as one is biting and the filling is growing out of the tooth, there is no edge strength around that interface of the mercury filling and the tooth. So the mercury filling flakes away and then you would get what we know as ditching, which is another reason then to uh, replace the amalgam so that the, solid, the surface is solid and you want to have that surface sealed. So there's another opportunity then, um, and depending on the office that you would go to, you get another mercury filling to replace the one that's ditching and end up with a, a fresh batch of mercury going into your mouth. Yeah, so not only is it not a good restoration as far as staying stable in the tooth size, so somebody chews on ice, they drink a lot of hot things, that, that filling is going to continue to expand and contract, putting a lot of stress on the tooth, creating the possibility for that tooth to fracture and then requiring a crown. On top of that, what I hear you say is it is constantly releasing mercury vapor. That's right, Don. And it's um, the, 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 there's a very nice video, and I've got it actually a, a little colored clip of it uh, on in paper, which shows the the release of mercury coming from a tooth that the filling in the tooth was 25 years old. Uh, so the tooth had obviously been removed for periodontal reasons, or there was a, a pulpal death, the nerve dying in the tooth. So the the filling was able to be used. As a, as a clear example that the mercury does not just stay locked inside that massive material, which was what I was told when I was a young student 40 years ago, that the, the mercury indeed is not locked. It does emit over the life of the filling, in fact, over the whole life of the material. So that's why this is such a an interesting substance and from a toxicological standpoint, a toxicity standpoint, because it, it's the kind of gift that keeps on giving, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's just a never-ending um, array of mercury coming off of the fillings. And it gets even worse when the person eats something that's acidic or something that's hot or they do a lot of chewing or grinding on something or, or even brushing their teeth. Is that right? That's right. Any of those things, the detergent action on the food, the acidic action from 
let's say, salad dressings, uh, vinegars, and the like, uh, contribute to that. The other thing which is an, uh, related is the galvanic current, which is generated by the mixture of the different metals. Uh, the definition of a current in the mouth or a battery, a current is generated by the battery, is that there are two dissimilar metals in the presence of an electrolyte. So your saliva has all this rich bath of minerals, calcium, phosphorus, chlorides, etc., and you have all these metals. You have mercury, silver, uh, copper, tin, and zinc. That creates a current. Well, the current is, is additive energy in, over and above what the body normally operates at. So you have the off-gassing of the mercury, you have the degradation of the material which you ingest, and you have the electrolysis or the galvanic current, which are the same thing basically, coming out of the filling material. All, it, all this is happening simultaneously such that the, the galvanic current carries out the ions from the metals and plates out into the tooth or uh, into the gum tissue or into the bone little conglomerations of these metals, not just ionic form anymore, it starts out that way, but you get enough of it over and over and over. You get these little um, grape-like clusters visible to the eye often of mercury filling material. Now, not in the filling anymore. It's now in your gum tissue and it's now into your bone. And the only way to get that out really is to, expeditiously anyway, is to cut it out. I'm Dr. Dawn Ewing. This is the Tooth Body Connection. Today we're speaking with Dr. Nick Meyer, who's in Scottsdale, Arizona, has a wonderful handout for you about the topic we're discussing today, which is available for you free if you go to www.milldental.com. We will return shortly, and we're going to talk about whether any dentist can take out your mercury amalgam flanks. We'll be right back. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually, as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. Today we're speaking with Dr. Nicholas Meyer, who has been discussing a galvanic reaction in your mouth, which is when you have two dissimilar metals and an electrolyte solution, which is your saliva. So if you have a mercury filling in your mouth, the likelihood of you having a galvanic reaction is (laughs) quite possible. So is there any reason that just a regular dentist couldn't just take out these mercury fillings and put in some composites? There there is, I, I, my answer to that has to do with the awareness of the, of the doctor and the health status of the individual. Obviously, Dawn, across the land every day of the week, in and out, probably Sunday, Saturday nights, and um, who knows, around the world even, people are having mercury fillings removed. People are having mercury fillings replaced with... Um, other mercury fillings with gold, with ceramics, with composites, you know, any one of a number of materials. But the, the sickest people in the, in, of the lot that come to a biological dentist for uh, safe mercury removal wants to have the, done with what is called sequential removal, which was pioneered by Dr. Hal Huggins a number of years ago, where reading of the energy of whatever that is coming from the filling material is documented, and then you're using the the uh, that documentation then to consciously remove in a particular order then those materials that have the that are carrying the highest charge down to the lowest charge, because what we're really dealing with when you get down to it is that we're we're we dentists are neurologists in a manner of speaking simply because what we do impacts that brain immediately with what I said earlier. Each tooth has a, has a rich endowment of nerves coming from the trigeminal nerve, which goes right into the brain for um, not just the proprioception, but also uh, sensing of disturbances within the tooth. So when the mercury fillings go in or any other metallic filling, you are adding that extra layer of, of struggle, if you will, or or whatever compromise that the body has to now deal with, such that if you're very sick and you're teetering, say, on the edge of uh, the precipice with your health, you want to have a safe, as safe a removal process sequentially and perhaps even as slow as possible so that your system doesn't get thrown into a, a literally a tizzy and you get a significant setback with your health from which you might not even be able to recover. Right, and that's just based on the order in which the mercury fillings are removed. But let, let's talk about the importance. Uh, we discussed the picture that you have in your free handout of the tooth that was extracted 
using a fluorescent background to show that the mercury vapor is still coming off of that filling. Now, if a patient goes into their traditional office and every dentist is trained on how to remove a mercury filling, but they may not be trained on how to remove it safely, if a, a you can measure the amount of mercury coming off of that filling, and let's say it's 0. 0.06 micrograms per cubic uh, meter, right? Yeah. Um, then you take a toothbrush and go over the top of that tooth twice, and it's possible to have that reading go over 200, which is way more than what the government even suggests is safe. And I'm not advocating people don't brush their teeth. But if we take just that difference, and now we take that to the level of a dentist putting a drill to that filling, this is an invisible vapor that is created, that is just absorbed right into the body. So someone who has health problems, is it your suggestion that they find a special dentist to follow safe mercury protocols, or can they just go anywhere? No, my recommendation is that they need to go to somebody that will follow safe mercury removal protocols. What's at risk if they don't? If they don't, it's a, it's a crapshoot. They, they may end up in a very sick position without any clue of what they just did to themselves. And the other thing that's, that's you have to consider one additional facet of with this is that in those kind of offices when there's no mercury protection, the environment of the office is unhealthy. So just walking into the rooms that have, uh, that, that into the building often, the, that have doctors removing mercury fillings without any particular type of protection, that stuff's in the air, that's on your counters, etc. So you now have this um, vapor form of mercury just hanging around the local environment that you can just get sickened from walking into the sick space. So what if you were a staff member and you were pregnant and you were working in a dental office that placed and removed mercury fillings and they didn't follow any protocol? What danger would there be to you or your unborn child? Well, all the, there's all the regular dangers that are identified for mercury toxicity. The mom gets spared most often because the baby acts as a mercury sink. They get all the load of the toxins or a predominant load of the toxins that the mom ingests. And, the, the, of course, the mom wants to save its body as a, just looking kind of from a distance. The body wants to protect itself and the, at the expense of whatever is safest to, say, get rid of. So if the baby for the body is safest to get rid of so that the host mom can stay healthy, then that's what she's going to uh, that's what the body will do. And so that could be playing into part of the more of the autism rise that we're seeing. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And and I, I know Dr. Boyd Haley and you and I both know him um has really been an advocate for children with um you know, autism and, and that are in the spectrum. But he's also finding that the mercury exposure has to do with Alzheimer's. Do you have any comments on that? Uh, yes, actually. The um, interesting thing about it is as is, is more science has come out and certain people have been bold enough to look at this, the, the area of, of 
of interest here now is a particular kind of protein of which there are a family of proteins known as the ApoE proteins. And the curious thing then, and there's a, there's a test that you can have deter, to determine what type of ApoE protein you have. So, for instance, an ApoE, when you have two, ApoE2, you have the ability to remove two mercury atoms from your system. The ApoE3, if present, and that's your, your particular protein from that system, you have the ability to remove one mercury atom for one, one molecule of that protein. The ApoE4, you have no ability natively to remove mercury from your body, which means what? It means that you're going to have no way of getting rid of mercury out of your system, so you need to have help. The ApoE3, you'll get, say, a 50% removal compared to the ApoE2, so you may, if you're susceptible to some of these problems from mercury, you can have uh, a need and be helped with mercury supplement, or um, it's not supplementation uh, for mercury, but to remove mercury through any one of the recognized methods of removing mercury. But the ApoE4 is the, is the kind of like the, the secret out there that if you don't have um, either of the other two, you are not going to be able to normally or naturally, natively uh, detox mercury from your body. And you have to have something to help you out. So what I hear you say is that there are some genetic problems that can really create a predisposition if you're exposed to mercury that you could increase your chances for Alzheimer's. But there are also some other genetic issues that are becoming um, you know, more an awareness is uh, really becoming more popular for people to find out if they have something like MTHFR, which is methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase, a genetic issue that does not allow people to methylate mercury to get it out of their body. Bottom line is, mercury is toxic for 100% of the people. 100%. That's right. There's no safe limits of mercury, and the the agencies within the government which are designed to protect us are not our friends typically. And there's a it's a it's a game that is being played, and uh, people are the pawns in the game. Yeah. So on top of this, it it does create a problem for superbugs in the gut and. You know, we, we look at things that are trying to link all kinds of things together, and that's part of what the program is, the tooth-body connection. We look at someone who has depression, and this is going to seem like I'm, it's really a stretch, but it's not. So if you have mercury amalgams and that interferes with your gut, your serotonin is made in your gut. Your serotonin has a lot to do with depression. So, in fact, if you've got depression, instead of taking antidepressants, and I'm not suggesting someone stop taking their antidepressants, what I'm suggesting is that you look at a root cause as to why you're depressed in the first place. Then I want you to seek out the services of a biological dentist, and you can certainly find one by going to our website, which is www.iab dm.org. That's International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. These dentists are trained differently 
They go through postgraduate training to learn how to safely remove amalgam. When you've got something, someone like Dr. Meyer, who is trained in not only TMJ, looking at your bite, but looking at a snore guard, um, looking at safe mercury removal, using lasers. This is cutting edge. These dentists are redefining the cutting edge of dentistry. And so your health problems truly could be stemming from something coming from your mouth. When we return, we're going to talk about these mercury fillings and them being a neurotoxin. We'll be right back. You want to have the highest quality of life possible, and you want to live as healthy a life as possible, so you can do everything you want to do. But there are all kinds of myths with regard to what's right, what's healthy, and what is best. Debunk that misinformation by tuning into Shattering the Status Quo with Dr. Michael Quast. You should be able to make your own choices with your health and your life. And you should be well informed to make those choices. Tune in every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. This is the Tooth Body Connection. We are speaking with Dr. Nicholas Meyer, who is enlightening us today with different reasons why you should not have amalgam fillings. This is a personal choice. This is not something you should go into your dentist if you have decay, that you should just let them do whatever your insurance may pay for. You need to become educated and make personal choices about your health. And he's got a handout that's free. It's on his website. It's www.milldental.com. And you can download that for free and learn more about why you shouldn't have these amalgam fillings, which are 50% mercury. We're actually going to ask Dr. Meyer to expand on how they are affect your uh, nerves. Well, sure, Dawn, uh, the, the term that is common in the world of Alzheimer's disease is 
neurofibrillar tangles, tangles for short. Dr. Haley, Boyd Haley, is a professor emeritus at the University of Tennessee, said that he's only been able to, and he's done a lot of Alzheimer's research, the only thing that can duplicate in his laboratory that he's been able to identify so far when he exposes nerve fibers to mercury creates exactly the tangles that are identified in somebody with Alzheimer's disease. So that is a huge problem. Now, one of the things about mercury in a filling, people don't know. Yes, it looks like it's sitting right there. We can't see because it's a vapor form, but it's also a substance. So it comes off in a vapor form. A tooth is hollow. And this is where I'm going to go with this part. A tooth is hollow. It's porous. So, and there's a nerve chamber that goes through the tooth. So the mercury actually goes down through that nerve, through the tooth, through the bone, and up into your brain. So in addition to having the, the vapor going through your tissue in your cheek, for instance, and your tongue and the, and the floor of your mouth, or in vapor form out as you're speaking, it goes up your nose and into your brain, the material, the filling is actually, excuse the, the constituent mercury is going from the filling through the tooth or teeth into the brain where that is having concentrated effects. So those mercury. tangles the way they naturally occur is that they are continually building. They're getting longer and they're searching, uh, you know, just, I I think I've seen a video of this before. And when they're exposed to mercury, they start to melt like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, so Dawn, um, my my viewing of that is that the nerve, it's a nerve, uh, it's a growing nerve cone. So as a nerve is starting to grow, it's a healthy nerve, and then when exposed to the mercury, it causes this rapid, uh, if you want to think of it, dissolving or separation or breakdown, and this tangle effect is what's happening then to that, that what was a healthy nerve tissue. Are there countries that have banned the use of amalgams? Uh, yes, they are. So, and they're they're not here in the United States. They're over in Germany and and Sweden and the, the countries like that. So it's a changing field. I'm and I am not up on top of every one of the countries which has uh, banned the use of mercury fillings. I believe Sweden has, uh, but it is certainly alive and well in our country. So insurance companies won't even acknowledge that the amalgams are a poor choice because they still pay happily for amalgams to be placed. Is that not true? It is true. I I don't understand what it's going to take for here in the United States. We pride ourselves in the kind of health care that we provide, and yet it seems that we're so behind in this issue. Yeah. Yeah. um, It doesn't make sense. There's... um, I, as I indicated a little while ago, it's a game that seems to be being played, and we're the pawns in the game. It's just a, a, a terrible situation, and uh, it seems that we have a country that is based on sick care rather than health care. It's um, it's disguised as health care. So when, if you think of it, uh, when it's described as a sick care model, what better way to have a robust um, pardon the intended pun, healthy 
sick care society is that we have a, a mechanism to constantly create sickness so that it fuels the pharmaco- pharmacological, medical, industrial complex so that it just keeps on keeping on at the expense of the, of the populations. So I want people to be aware that there are good alternatives for materials to be placed in the mouth besides mercury. I, I know years ago, um, oftentimes a dentist would say, well, we don't want to put a composite on a back tooth because the crushing strength is not good. It will break. But as time has gone by, there are actually very suitable materials that are have a better crushing strength. Yes. I, yeah, and... and um... As somebody who has done TMJ treatments for 30 years, this plays exactly into this. This is a problem. Uh, Many years ago, and I was part of that early, early swap out of mercury fillings, which, by the way, was not done with any particular safety, uh, you know, 35 years ago or so. But I had composites. The composite du jour was placed, and it seemed good for a very short time, maybe two years. And then it rapidly dissolved out, and I was having holes in my teeth from the composite. Today, it's different. They're better. They have a normal tooth wear and tear. Teeth should not touch when in function. It's when there is some abnormal function, grinding, clenching, or some something like that is happening, that the, the filling material, which shouldn't be under very much pressure, now becomes exaggeratedly under pressure. So as that material, which is not as strong as tooth, starts to wear down, you're engaging tooth structure that's not supposed to be getting worn down, and it is, and it creates some very mysterious symptoms that people come in with um, relative to this particular loss of, of filling material within the tooth. The tooth is being lost, and then the bite is being lost, and then they get all these various maladies, which have over 50 symptoms regarding uh, TMJ problems on top of the mercury problems that people have had. And I have a chart in the book, when it comes out, it will illustrate side-by-side side, categorically the overlap of symptoms of mercury toxicity, fluoride toxicity, uh, TMJ problems, Lyme diseases even in there. So... Yeah, this is a it's a very comprehensive chart, and uh, it's a set up in a spreadsheet format, so it's easy to find, cross reference for what you're looking for, and then go to the chapter. And it's remind important. us the name of your book because I know it's coming out in January of 2016. So remind us the the name of your book again, and how people could get in a hold of that book. Yes, it's the Holistic Dental Matrix, due out in January. And you'll be able to get the special report on 10 reasons not to have mercury fillings by going to our website, www.milldental.com. And, and that's your website. So if people are interested about finding out more about your practice, where you are, how to get in touch with you, that would be a good place for them to go, right? Yes, and there's actually a whole library of videos, one of which is a, a nice one on our safe removal practices. And by the way, I had a, an email from a woman in Finland saying that of, of her searching, she's found that that particular removal process was the most comprehensive that, she's, comprehensive that she's looked at and is considering coming to the States just for me to have her mercury 
fillings removed in the manner with which we show on our video. Wow. Okay, so I, I appreciate you speaking with us this week. Um, I want to make sure that everybody knows that next week we will be speaking with Charlie Brown, who's with Consumer's Choice. You really need to listen to next week's show because it's going to give you incredible information about what's going on in the world, trying to get mercury out of everything, and including the amalgams and just trying to educate consumers again about choices you have to make. We have an upcoming conference in October. I hope to see you next week. Until then, the word of the week for this week is Mercury. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to the Tooth Body Connection. Please join your host, Dr. Don Ewing, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again about a healthy mouth and a healthy body next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.